Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Jeremy Newsom. His mission, his calling in life is to enrich lives with mentally liberating education. His goal is to help everyone at any age understand how the liquid markets. He is the host of Broke to Woke podcasts and publishes courses about day trading and more at reallifetrading.com. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. What's up, Rockstar? Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Me too. You know, I have actually, I don't think I've spoken to a day trader in the context of, tell me what that means as a living. Like what is being a day? Everyone hears about it. It's sort of like when you hear about people saying, oh, someone works on Wall Street. You're like, well, I've heard of that before. You maybe have a mental impression of what that might mean, but do you really know like day to day what that looks like? Probably not. So tell us a little bit about it. What is a day trader? What is the life, a day in the life of, a week in the life of someone like you? Yeah, totally. And I appreciate that question. I will break it down, but I will first off say I'm not a chain smoker. I'm not attached to my computer. 94 hours a day or a week, I really do get out and enjoy life. I would like to compare it to a professional poker player. And when I say professional poker player, that means someone that, yes, their understanding of risk, they're familiar with how to lose money. They're familiar with how to make money. Is it an aspect of gambling? For most people, yes. However, when you actually get the math behind both, let's say poker and day trading, you really understand that it's more of a system rather than gambling. So for me, perfect example, my schedule is for trading as I get in front of the computer about 8 a.m. Central, which is 9 a.m. Eastern, and between 8 and 10 a.m. So those two hours are my primary day trading times. And I'm looking for a very specific strategy on six companies. Those six companies are Tesla, which you know, you've heard of that, AMD, which I'm sure you've heard of, NVIDIA, Apple, Delta Airlines, and Roblox. Those are the same six stocks that I'm looking at every single day. So that way I have an idea, an understanding, a particular realization of price movement. And then I have a mathematical formula that I follow for risk to determine how much I'm going to lose on any given trade. So I'm always focusing on the second grade math of risk, which is Whatever amount of money you're trading, you can lose only 1% of that on any given trade. So if you have a $50,000 account, 1% of $50,000 is $500. Well, if I am buying, let's just take Apple for an example. If I'm buying Apple at 170 and I want to get out at 169 for a loss, I'm like, oh no, it went against me. 170 minus 169 is a dollar. So I would take my 1% of my portfolio divided by the $1 change in stock price, that would give me 500 shares that I would be purchasing on that trade. So that 500 share purchase, even though I am expecting it to go down max a dollar and I get out, how high could it go up? And let's say it goes up $2, 
I make a thousand, even though I only risked 500. And on average, to give you just a general example, my average risk that I actually net per week is about 1% roughly. So I make about 1% of my portfolio per week, which on a little bit of a larger number can come up to a quite substantial living uh, for a lot of people. Even if you start, I mean, $500 extra a week could be $2,000 extra a month for your beginner day trader, which is really pretty substantial, I feel like. So what do you think are some of the like, besides the chain smoking and being at your computer all day, what are some (laughs) of the myths about day trading that you find, Uh, you know, let's give you this little bit of a public forum to sort of dispel some of those myths. Thanks. No, I appreciate that. That's why I wanted to break those two out (laughs) up front. The other two I would say is you have to have tons of money. Like you, all right, this Jeremy guy is crazy rich. Well, I didn't start off that way, right? I was extremely poor starting this and just, and built it up over time. I mean, you're talking to 12 years of experience at this time, the first four failing miserably and learning through the school of hard knocks, what not to do. So myth number one, you don't have to have an extremely large sum of money uh, realistically to do this. I mean, $25,000 is a great start, but you can do it with much less than that as well. Number two, you don't have to be that great at math. I think a lot of people are expecting me to be some type of wizard. And although I can multiply single digits pretty quickly, that's probably about the extent of it. You know, five times five is 25. I nailed that one. Other than that, if we start going three or four digits or really high-end division, I'm just using a calculator like everybody else. The math that I focus on is second grade math over and over and over. Small, easy percentages, small, easy multiplication, 500 times one, 500 times two, that type of number, those type of calculations where I live, live by every day. And I would say number three is like watching the news. I think a lot of people go, all right, well, if he's a day trader, he probably watches CNBC every single day and turns on news and has monitors all over his room and is like addicted to watching computer TV or monitors. That's also a myth as well, because really with day trading, the news doesn't, it, although it can affect day trading, the goal of a day trader is to find patterns and to exploit those patterns over and over and over. And not only do they not always work, most day traders only win about 50% of the time. But if you think about it, 50% of the time in any other profession is ridiculous. Michael Jordan hit 43% of his shots in his career. You know, the best baseball player of all time does like 300.300, right? So 30% of everything. So hitting 50% is pretty good. And at the 50% mark, as long as you lose, I don't know, let's just say $700 on every single trade on average, but you win $1,300 on every single trade on average, that's $600 spread. Even if you're a 50-50 day trader, you can do quite well. So it's repeating patterns is really all it is. So if you're good at seeing patterns and spotting patterns over and over and being disciplined, cool, calm, and collected, you could crush at this. So I love that you said the math, the math you would need to do in your head is like second grader math, but let's talk about breaking something else down to like the second grade level. Like if you were to explain to an eight-year-old kid, what is day trading, right? Like how would you boil it down? Are you telling them it's, you know, where you you buy and sell stocks and companies so that you might just make small increments, you know, because you're doing it so often. Because let's talk about what most people think of when they think of invest in stocks. Maybe it's through their 401k or some sort of mutual fund account or something. But a lot of times people are all about you buy a stock and you just kind of hold on to it for a really long time. And maybe once in a long while, 
with the advice of some financial planner or whatever, you'll maybe make a trade, right? Sell some stock off or purchase more stock. But tell us kind of to that second grade level, because people listening to the podcast may have zero experience in the stock market investment. They might not even invest through the retirement account. They may not even have a retirement account. So tell us about how the majority of people invest in the stock market and how day trading sort of differs from that. Love it. That's so good. I'm going to answer three of those points really quickly. I'm definitely going to get to the eight-year-old perspective in just a moment, but let's go with the, you mentioned a financial planner or financial advisor. This is just a very sweeping statement. So don't ostracize me too hard if I'm getting it massively incorrect, but I've personally never met one human being in my life that said, thanks to my financial advisor, I am now extremely financially independent. (laughs) So meaning I've never met a person in my life, and I meet a lot of people who you give X amount of dollars to that person, and that person turns it into a ginormous profitable endeavor for you. Their job is to put you into a fund that makes somewhere between four and 8% a year. And their hopes is that you keep putting that money in every single month, every single year without fail. And then in 45 years, you'll have more money than you started with. That's essentially most financial advisors. And I know that's unfortunate, but I do coach and work with financial advisors on how to become better. So keeping that in mind, no one will care more about your money than you. So that's take number one. Take number two, I love that you mentioned about investing and buying companies for the long term. I think that that is the absolute best way for wealth generation is to invest into larger companies. Larger companies that you know how they work, you know how they operate, you're familiar with them, you like their products and you use the products on a daily basis. Let's say Apple, Tesla, Disney, Verizon, Walmart, to give you some examples. Huge companies that you buy and you buy on a repeat and you own them for long periods of time. That's investing. Everyone should do that. Everyone's capable of doing that. Everyone has the time and the money to do that. You'll do that just as good, if not better than a financial advisor, 99.9% of the time. So it's, truly advantageous for you to consider doing that. But then going back to that eight-year-old perspective, here's what day trading is. Day trading is cash flow. When you invest in the long term, that money's going to be there how many years from now? 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Cash flow is king, right? The way to stabilize your life, to exponentially grow your abundance, to really be a financially independent and thriving solopreneur is to have cash flow. And it doesn't have to come from day trading, right? It can come from whatever, but cash flow is king. You need cash flow to invest into other assets, to buy books, to pay off other debts, to travel. You need that money now. And that's what day trading, in my opinion, allows is the ability, not always consistently the outcome, but at least the ability and the knowledge and the knowing that it's not only achievable, capable, and possible, but that anyone of any age, of any background can do this. And that's exactly what you're coaching people to do, correct? You not only are a day trader, but you teach others on how to become day traders themselves. Give us a, what's kind of the the most typical description of a student that comes to you? If there is one, and maybe you'll tell me, you know what, I've got people that are so different from each other. There really isn't any commonality at all. So who comes to you for training? 
Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so I do love the eight-year-old that you mentioned earlier. I do teach kids this stuff all the time because kids play video games. Kids have this zealous optimism, this unbridled passion that hasn't been dampered by the by society and the rules that people place on other individuals. I teach kids all the time. In fact, I just released a book literally last week called A Stock Market Journey, How to Make Sure Kids Win in Real Life Every Day. And I'm just teaching finance. I'm teaching money. I'm teaching trading. But here's the unfortunate news. I want more of yous in the world. When I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you specifically because it's very, you are obviously a passionate, driven, focused individual who is not specifically in this world. We need more of those people, right? The general, let's say, marketing avatar that comes to real life trading right now is a 45 to 53-year-old white Republican male that lives in Washington, D.C., that drives a Lexus, that has two and a half kids, has a four-bedroom, three-bath house that he's a little bit positive on. He has $100,000 in his liquid net worth and his IRA and his retirement, and he's on his second marriage. That's currently who comes to real-life trading in droves. That's That's the customer. However, I've done my absolute best, including the people on my team, including the president of my company. Her name is Sochi Rodriguez, including one of my uh, lead coaches. Her name is Tracy Ball, who's in Canada, including uh, Arabia Johnson, who's one of my also uh, master coaches on trading futures, who lives in Delaware. I am striving at utmost speed and accuracy to bring more diversity into this marketplace. And that's why I created all my education and made it free. So when a lot of people go into stock market stuff, they're like, okay, well, all this is cool and all, but there's going to be some type of pitch. Listen, I love money and I want to circulate money, but I don't need money from you for trading. I trade really well. So I created all the education and made it free, everything. So you can get a master's degree, you know, quote unquote, in trading with zero cost to you. And that, that is th- amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I pulled all the, I don't do any sales pitch. It's just very clean. Here's all the information. If you want to learn it, boom, it's here. Enjoy. I love you. And I hope this inspires you to be an amazing person. That's how I created the content. And I did that because I want everyone to realize that the stock market is, it's for every single person who wants to enjoy it. Well, I know that's one of your big goals, right? Is to help everyone at any age from any background understand how these liquid markets, you know, quote unquote, liquid markets, how they move, how people can invest, get involved, be a part of it instead of just a bystander. So where do people go for this free education material that you put out into the world? Where's the best place for them to access that? Best place is my stock market education platform company called Real Life Trading. So it's R-E-A-L-L-I-F-E trading, T-R-A-D-I-N-G.com. And Pop over there and you'll see as soon as you log in or as soon as you make it to the main page, everything is free. Obviously, it is a business. There are ways, there are premium premium courses that people can purchase like group mentorship, which is still extremely affordable in my opinion. So it's 600 bucks for you and six other people. And you guys as a team go through a mentorship with a master coach who can kind of guide you and it's eight weeks long. So even that is extremely affordable for people who are interested in it. But for those who want to learn more just at a base level, yeah, go to that website and it's totally free. Well, as I said, you are a first day trader on the podcast. (laughs) We have a really eclectic, I mean, for anyone who's a longtime listener, you know that there are people from all kinds of professions and sectors in the world and so many different lifestyles, but I do believe you're a first day trader. So I'm so happy to have you here. 
Yes. Oh, and my then, pleasure. That way people have learned a little bit about what day trading is. So tell us a little bit more about that book you wrote, because I'm very curious. Is it aimed for kids or for their parents? You know, both. I'm going to ninja attack the parents <laughs> if they're reading it to their kids. It's designed for eight to about 14, 15 is the, the target market. And I had many, many, many business advisors like, yo, dude, this is a bad idea. Like you're going to waste a lot of time, a lot of energy. There's no demand for this book. Kids don't care about the stock market. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, no, I've burned money on other things. I, I would like to put in good vibes and good juju and good karma into the world by creating a book that is, yeah, designed for kids to read by themselves and really learn. But if the parents read it with them or that's, you know, they, they attack it together, both parties will learn things subconsciously about creating assets, being an owner and not just a consumer taking cash flow and donating it, providing, giving, being charitable, creating opportunities that they might not have. And this expands globally because I'm doing really, really big things. I mean, for the first time, if anyone's ever heard of real life trading, we do things very different than most because there's a lot of day trading education companies, if I'm being honest. I mean, it's one of the most competitive industries on planet earth. And for me, my specialty is generosity and love and pouring inspiration and courage into others. So we're taking this information globally and into Australia, India, Denmark, the UK, Brazil, Portugal, so on and so forth. And we're teaching individuals in different countries in their own language, how this works, and then providing trading capital for them to open up their own accounts and trade those accounts with the information that I give them. And using those accounts, using those funded accounts, they can make $10 a day or $10 a week, which to them could be absolutely revolutionary. So we're talking like a, a global economic change is really what RLT is about. I love the change that you are making in the world. Those are great um, sort of offshoots of what you're doing, what your passion is. So what do you recommend as good either time-saving apps? You know, we're all about productivity, efficiency, work-life balance. Um, mm -hmm. So I love to hear about what people's techniques or software could also, doesn't have to be software. It could be just the way you organize a paper planner. But what are some of your hacks for all these ways to keep your life balanced? What a question. That's my jam. Because money is great, right? At the end of the day, I teach people how to make more money, but money is your least valuable asset. Let that one sink in. <laughs> money is your least valuable asset. So time is your most valuable asset and really constructing and managing your time and being fortuitous with it is extremely advantageous for anyone. So for me, it's not specifically software, but here are absolutely some hacks that I use. Number one spend money to buy time. Example would be TSA pre-check, right? TSA pre-check is a hundred bucks for five years. And if you do one flight, like one flight, it's worth it. It's worth a hundred dollars. Most people don't do TSA pre-check, but it optimizes your time. You can get to the airport later, go through checkout faster, get to the gate quicker, right? It's just, it's a, you, you have less stress. You have less time waiting. It's an advantageous thing to do. Number two, Another wild example, but paying for Spotify premium, Pandora premium, or YouTube premium. It saves time because you now don't have to listen to ads. You can download whatever you want. So if you don't have internet or you're traveling on a plane or whatever, you can listen to the thing you want to listen to or get the insight, get the podcast, get the content. Those are all tiny, tiny little things that you can do. Those little things definitely add up. But here's a big one. The massive one is plan everything out three weeks or three months ahead of time. And 
most individuals live on a day-to-day or day-to-week basis, right? When that whole paycheck to paycheck thing, anyone who lives paycheck to paycheck is actually living Monday to Monday. They're thinking in week increments rather than month increments. They're not going, okay, if I if I'm in April right now, what am I doing May 13th from 5 to 7 p.m.? What am I doing August 9th from 4, 6 a.m. till 10 a.m.? If you schedule things far enough in advance, you'll be able to get them done. And it could be writing that book that you've always wanted to write. It could be reading that book that you haven't read before. It could be working out. It could be training for a triathlon or an Ironman. It could be doing some type of crazy sports physical workout. It could be studying the stock market. It could be listening to podcasts. There's a million ways to optimize how efficient you are with your time. But one of the absolute best ones truly is just scheduling it as far out in advance as you can and putting it on your calendar. I use Google Calendar. I schedule everything. I set reminders. Those reminders pop up. Just like for this podcast, I was here on time and I knew about this exact podcast a month before it happened. And I was looking forward to it, by the way. <laughs> but a month before it occurred, it was on my calendar and it was in my brain and I knew it was coming. It's just all about scheduling. I love these tips. They are so good, especially, yeah, easy to implement. There's, It's not a huge cost and it's not a huge lifestyle shift, but could save time. Because you said, you know, time is your most valuable asset. And I would say after that, you know, it's health and family, of course, before the, all of it, all of that holistic stuff comes together mm-hmm. and takes a front seat to money. Money is just really a tool, right? That enables you to do things in the other areas of your life. But I'm with you. If, if we can find ways to save some time and repurpose it so that we spend that time with family and doing our endeavors that we want to accomplish. I mean, how many people have you met that said, I want to write a book someday, but like someday never happens. Don't you hear that a lot in our circles of entrepreneurs and you know different people? And without putting it on the calendar, when will it happen, right? If not now, when? If not, someday is not a specific enough time. (laughs) Someday is not a day of the week. Yeah, essentially. Just put it on the calendar. I mean, put it down, write it down, sit down, get after it. If it helps, one of the things I do is I get on a stationary bike, either at my house, the Peloton, the gym. I carve out three hours. I get on that bike and just spin my legs, get out my phone and just start texting or start writing down general ideas, basic ideas, things I would like to talk about. Maybe this chapter, maybe it's the ending of the book. Maybe it's what the title looks like. But in order to start, you have to start. I do not surround myself with someday people. I only surround myself, my network, my closest friends are people who will get it done. If they tell me an idea, they tell me what they want to do. I go, great. What is the deadline for that idea? And they give me a deadline. And when that deadline hits, I will follow up with them and go, all right, hey, what'd you, what do you have? What did you do? Doesn't mean you finished it, but did you at least start it? Did you put it on paper? And that's why we were given deadlines in school. I think deadlines are extremely important, especially for creatives like you and me. We have to have some type of deadline where we show up and do it. Doesn't matter if it's a recording of a podcast or just getting it out there. We have to try and hopefully we fail. Hopefully we fail miserably. Hopefully you fail a million times. But if you do that, you're going to have a success along the way. Because the ultimate deadline, none of us know, right? We don't know our ultimate, ultimate deadline. So for the other deadlines that we have control over, let's get those on the calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Bingo. So what are your parting words of wisdom and where can people go to connect with you further? I love that. Parting words of wisdom. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most scares us. 
Miriam Williamson from a book, Return to Love. The reason I'm bringing that up is I think everyone here knows what it feels like to be poor or to not be extremely financially abundant or to not have to look at the check at the restaurant, not have to stress about tipping 100% when you go to that restaurant, just being able to do it from a place of love and abundance. I think we all know what it feels like to be fearful. I want everyone here to figure out a way to start taking steps to live in a world where fear is a choice. Failure is an outcome that is never seen. It's steps towards your dreams, your purpose, and the things that most enlighten your spirit. Because in joy, we enjoy. But the thing we need to do is figure out what that is and start working towards it every single day. So if you're here, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a podcast aficionado. You are someone who pours and cares about their spirit and their internal fortitude. My suggestion, read a bunch of books, study, reach out to me. Let me know how I can help. I'm on social media. I do the whole social media game. I do have a team that helps me with it. But 99% of the time, if you get past my team with an, uh, with an introduction that is simple and easy. I reply back to you personally and directly. So if you type in my name into Google, Jeremy with two R's, J-E-R-R-E-M-Y, you'll find me and let's connect. My dad's name was Jerry. So my first name stands for Jerry and me, Jeremy. That was my mom's, <laughs> that was my mom's gift. But uh, I would love to help you. I, I, that's what I want to do. That's why I'm here on this earth. I want to inspire and motivate. And I hope I was able to do that today. You certainly were. Thank you for all of the wisdom, inspiration, and motivation. Jeremy, it's been great to have you on the show today. Likewise. Thanks. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.